G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Term, he ain't heavy, he's my brother, has been used by various relief organizations and charities in the past. Its origin is uncertain, but it became popularized in 1969 when uh, the song based on those words by the Hollies was brought out. Of course, it's a Christian virtue as well. Uh, Many years ago, Paul said, carry one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. Now, that raises a question. Are there any limits to that? Is there a point where that kind of principle can be abused? This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And hello, Phil is my name. And this week we're looking at relationships, particularly when they're unhealthy or turn bad. And uh, we've talked about this whole thing of toxic relationships, Ken, this week, or damaging relationships, how sometimes people want to control other people or some people just want to change those that are around them, family, friends or others, and often they do that with the very best of intentions, don't they? Yeah, that's true, Phil, and I think it's important to remember that people who do this often are ignorant of what they're doing. They they don't realise actually what they're doing and... Uh, these kind of situations often occur within what we call the primary relationships of life where people genuinely do care about one another and love one another and have their best interests at heart, but they just um, cross a line whereby they intrude into that other person's world and take something from them that is not really theirs and then it becomes a kind of damaging situation. They become harmed, they become hurt and uh, often there's fallouts and, and, and that sort of thing. And today I want to talk about another kind of toxic relationship, and that's a kind of scenario where one person wants to be carried by others that they're related to. What do you mean by that? Well, a carrying relationship is one where a person attempts to shield another person from the consequences of their wrong behavior. There are some things that go together in life, and they must never be separated. You know, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Well, there's two things here that go together. One is responsibility. And with that goes accountability. God wants me to be a responsible person. Now, with that responsibility, there's accountability. In other words, he's given me the freedom to choose, to make decisions, to do things and so on. But I've got to take accountability for my action. So how would we see that playing out? Uh, In a family situation, perhaps? I think on every level of life. Let me me give an example. Uh, Let's say uh, the son has reached that age where his father now can buy him a car. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's reached the age where he can drive, I mean, and his father wants to buy him his own car. Now, the son just can't wait to get out and uh, show off to his friends, and so uh, he just gets all his mates, and they get in the car, and, they, you know, he goes beyond the speed limit, and he gets a speeding fine. And he comes home, and he tells his dad, he's all depressed, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's all gloomy, and his dad just sees this cloud over him, and he, he doesn't want the joy of having this new car to be uh, in any way spoiled. Mm. So he wants the kind of uh, cover for his son, and he says, don't worry about that fine, son. I'll take care of that. 
Now, actually, that fine, that speeding fine, is helping that young man to become responsible. The accountability that's placed upon him to answer for his action will actually help him to become more of a responsibility, uh, sorry, more of a responsible person in life. If, if his father shields him from that, he'll never become responsible. So the father thinks he's doing something loving and doing his son a favour, but really he's displaying, I guess, what you might call toxic love. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's actually disrupting a process that God sets in motion for our lives to discover how to become responsible people. It's called the law of sowing and reaping. Mm. It goes like this. If I sow, I will reap. Mm. So that's how I learned that there are consequences for my actions. And often that's quite an awakening for the 16, 17-year-old <laughs> when <laughs> suddenly they discover there are consequences to their actions with things like that. That's right. But um, let's let's put it this way. If the son sows but the father reaps, he takes you know the, the, the unpleasant consequences of his son's behavior, then that son will never learn that there are consequences for wrong behavior. So he will never change his behavior. Why should he? Because he's sown, but his father's reaped the consequences. Mm, as parents, it's really hard to sometimes let your kids take those uh, consequences that are coming to them, but it's so important that they do. And it, it comes into this whole area of, I guess, what you'd call tough love. I know uh, Dr. James Dobson has used that term uh, quite a lot, and that's what's needed sometimes, but it's not always easy, is it? No, that's right. And uh, I like that term, tough love, because the the alternative is this other thing we're talking about, which is toxic love. Mm. Uh, tough love ultimately is better than toxic love. Toxic love is, is, is this kind of love where um, a person shields somebody else that they are in a relationship with from the consequences of their behavior. And so they never change. They never have any incentive to change. Now, we, we see it at many different levels of life, you know, not only within the family. I mean, if I can again bring it back into my uh, position as a pastor, uh, we see it in our role as a church. Um, sometimes people come looking for financial help, and I can tell you we learned the hard way that uh, you don't just give out finance to anybody who wants it because you'll have a, a queue outside the church uh the stretches from, you know, say the Gold Coast to Brisbane, <laughs> mm. uh, because that's not really ultimately helping people. Uh, we have a, we have a saying, um, it's better to give a hand up than a hand out. Now we've used this principle in our ministry in Zambia, where, you know, Zambia is a third world country and, uh, the norm for most families in Zambia is that they get one meal a day. That's their, their level of survival. Um, so they don't have three meals a day. Mm. Now we've got a, an orphanage there. And we don't want to just be uh, the sort of Westerner that comes in with as much money as you need. We've got it. We'll find it. We'll raise it. And we'll just keep feeding it into you. We have this philosophy of a hand up rather than a hand out. I guess it's that old principle of, you know, you teach a man to fish versus giving him a fish. Yeah. You give him the fish, he'll be hungry for that meal. But if you teach him how to fish, he can go catch his own and, you know, there's exactly his right. right. And that's what we've done. We've, we've actually... Uh, uh, encourage them to do things like have their own chicken coop. So they now supply not only all the eggs for uh, the orphanage, but they actually sell some of them into the community, get a little bit of income for themselves. They've got a vegetable garden. Uh, they've learned to to work that and to, to become self-sufficient in that way. We've just purchased a, a hammer mill, which crushes a lot of the uh, – you know, the, the, the corn and that sort of thing that's grown locally. So people come and they have their corn crushed there and, uh, that's a, provided a source of income for them. Mm. I mean, the goal ultimately is that we help people to become self-sufficient and, and, and so on rather than just, to, you know, giving them a handout. They'll never become responsible people 
in life if we if we have that kind of mentality. A little closer to home though, Ken. Yep. How do we exercise that tough love in relationships? Like, uh, let's say there's a husband and wife relationship, or with your children, yeah. or with somebody who has been uh, reliant on you for something, but you're starting to feel like they're actually, you know, not breaking out of their own problem. And whilst ever you continue to offer that assistance, yeah. they're not going to. So you got to draw the line somewhere. How do you do that in a Christian manner? Yeah, well, let's take a, a, another example. Okay, let's let's say a man has got a problem with uh, a bad temper, mm-hmm. and he keeps exploding and lashing out at people, and you know, just um, making things generally up unpleasant for him and his family and and those around him. Now, the wife can cover for him and you know make excuses for him. She can say, "Oh, well, you know, he's been under a lot of stress, and uh, you know, you don't know the workload that he's carrying, and uh, he's a good man, really, and all this sort of thing." Yeah, and that's what we call toxic love. It looks nice and it sounds nice, but it's not helping him to change. So to answer your question, the best way is to, is to change that for tough love. Let him become accountable for his own actions. Don't apologize for him. Don't clean up after him. Don't make allowances in that sense. You know, just let him answer for his actions. And that way there's an incentive for him to change. So you're not saying that she should sort of make him look bad, but she's just allowing the natural consequence to flow through that he faces his own music. Is that what you're saying? I think that's a good way to put it, Phil. He's left with the uh, explaining to do rather than her covering up and uh, shielding him from those consequences. Hmm. But in any case, it's it's probably not going to be easy and uh, and fun, but that's the nature of tough love, isn't it? That's right, and, and, and that's what's going to put pressure upon him ultimately to change. Our series this week is on dealing with toxic relationships and we'll have more for you tomorrow. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.